0: To a Hope 1032 podcast. I want to conclude our series on promoting the gospel by reading to you a story about an imaginary bloke named James coming to faith in Christ. The story is fictional in the details, but it's an amalgam of a hundred different stories of faith I've heard over the years. I think it illustrates perfectly the themes we've been exploring over the last month or so, about how to promote Christ to those around us. Here's James's story. James is a 20-something, soon to be 30-something, manager at his local pub. He has worked there since his 18th birthday, and has slowly worked his way up through the ranks. He's confident, witty, and very well-liked by the 50 or so other staff around him. Not so positive is James' relationship with the pub owner, Jack Sale. The Sale and Anchor, which is the name of the pub, is one of three pubs Jack owns. To him, they're simply money machines, enabling him to renovate his beachfront house and keep his wife and kids in the manner to which they have become accustomed. Actually, Mrs Sale is part of the problem. She doesn't have any official role in the pub, but whenever she turns up, which is often enough, she bosses people around like it's her own home. Move this table, clean this toilet, and so on. In addition to being pushy, Mrs Sale is a religious snob, as James once described her. At the recent staff Christmas party, she got talking to James and a few of the others about how immoral the world had become. What people need today, she said, with all the pomp of a headmistress, is a dose of good Christian morals. Well, that's not exactly what she said, but it's how it came across to James. And the impression stuck. This bossy woman wants her bossy religion to run the show. No thanks, James thought to himself. James's impression of religion as essentially moralistic was moderated a little bit by two of James's other staff. Kim, is the head chef in the restaurant attached to the beer garden. She is this vivacious Chinese woman in her late 30s and she can cook anything. At least a couple of nights a week, Kim cooks a meal for James after closing. She doesn't have to, she does it for several of the late night staff and she enjoys it. Although Kim is an employee, James sees her more of a big fun sister. James first learned of Kim's religion when he saw her one night bowing her head before eating a meal. At first he thought she was upset about something, so he tried to catch her eye. When she looked up, she guessed what James was thinking and without the slightest embarrassment said, Oh, I'm fine, James. I'm just saying thank you. James was impressed. Coming from Kim, the idea of saying grace before a meal didn't seem at all corny. Kim's husband is the other Christian in the pub. Now, Stuart doesn't actually work for the pub directly. He is an accountant with a local firm, and he helps out James with the books once a week on Wednesday afternoons. He also works part-time for his church as an accountant, James assumed wrongly. Stuart is a bit quieter than Kim, but he's incredibly reliable, both financially and personally. He is a godsend for James, who hates the technical side of management. The only other Christian James knows is his godmother, Auntie Judy. She's lived in the UK since he was about five, and apart from the regular birthday card each year, she has hardly featured in his life. James realised how seriously his auntie Judy took religion just 2 years ago at his wedding. She made a special trip out to Australia which impressed James no end, and during the reception at the Salen and Anchor pub of course, she told him something he couldn't easily forget. "James, I know you and your family don't share my Christian beliefs," she said in a surprisingly non-judgmental tone, "but I just want you to know that I pray for you every single day. James responded with a simple, thanks. He meant it. He just couldn't figure out why this woman would do that or how she could think of new things to say to the Almighty after 27 years of praying. He wanted to ask her what she prayed exactly, but he felt a little bit silly, so he let it go. Unlike James, his wife Caitlin went to a school with regular chapel services, so she has a half decent idea about God and Jesus. If pushed, she would probably admit to believing most of it, but she doesn't want to think about it too deeply. She has issues with God, she once confided in a friend. Her attitude to God is part superstition and part disappointment. Not that she ever talks to James about these things. James's interest in things Christian took a positive turn one evening at the pub. All night, he kept noticing a table of late 20-something blokes out in the beer garden. They were laughing, eating and telling long-winded stories. They were loud without being rowdy. James assumed they were on a Bucks night. At about 10pm, a scuffle broke out at the table right next to this group of guys. By the time the bouncers arrived on the scene, one man, who had drunk so much he could hardly stand up anyway, was slightly concussed. He had knocked his head on the table and now had blood gushing down the side of his face. Just as James was working out who to throw out of the pub, two of the guys from the other table asked if they could help. Oh, no thanks, guys, James said. But before he'd finished speaking, one of them was already helping the injured man to his feet and checking on his wound. Hey, we should probably take this guy up to the medical centre, one of them said to his friend. Before James knew it, the two of them were escorting the half-conscious man out of the pub and up to the medical centre 500 metres up the road. The night was pretty tame after that, and James couldn't help wondering what on earth those guys were doing taking a perfect stranger, an idiot at that, up to the medical centre. It was an hour before they both came back and joined their other mates, and when they did, James went over to their table, sat down, and offered them a beer on the house for helping out. Thanks, mate, one of them said, but we're about to head off. Church in the morning, said one of the other guys with a cheeky smile. A wedding, James asked. The lads burst out laughing. Not really, one of them said. But it's in the same building. James looked perplexed. So one of them began to explain that they all went to the same church and tomorrow they were having a special service for friends and family. Old Mark here, one of them said, putting his hand on the shoulder of one of the two who had helped the drunk bloke. He's giving a little bit of a talk at the church. You're giving what? A a sermon? James said with some confusion. "'Whatever else this mark guy did for a living, "'he certainly didn't look like he was a preacher.' "'No,' he said. "'I've just been asked to explain how I came to uh, put my faith in Christ.' "'As he was speaking, Kim walked out of the kitchen area "'and straight over to the table. "'Hi, guys,' she said. "'I see you've met my boss.' "'You know these guys?' asked James. "'Sure,' said Kim. "'They're all at my church.' In fact, tomorrow, Mark here is going to... Yeah, I know, interrupted James. He's going to tell everyone how he became religious. Well, sort of, said Kim. He's talking about his faith in Christ, which is not really the same thing as being religious. James looked blankly. Well, I mean, religion is more to do with obeying rules, Kim continued. It's bossy and moralistic. You mean like the lovely Mrs Sale, said James, remembering the Christmas party. By the look on Kim's face, it was obvious she agreed. She just didn't want to criticise the boss's wife, James thought, or probably anyone knowing Kim. So do you want to come? Kim said without any hesitation. Where? James replied, honestly having no clue what she meant. To church in the morning with all of us, she said. A bit of music, a bit of talking, a bit of praying, won't do you any harm. And you'll get to hear Mark here explain how he didn't become religious. James didn't really know what to say. He liked Kim and her husband Stuart. He thought this table of guys was pretty impressive, especially Mark and his mate. But apart from his christening and wedding, James had literally never been inside a church. Well... I'm not really the religious type, said James. Immediately realising what Kim would say next, I thought we just established it's not about being religious, Kim replied. Look, that's fine, no pressure, we'll see you if we see you. Kim gave James the details of the church and left it at that. As James was locking up later that night, he kept running through the events of the evening in his mind, the scuffle, mark, the medical centre, and Kim's invitation to church. He had no idea why he felt so taken with the things they'd spoken about. I'll pick up the rest of this story next time. Hope 103.2. Thanks for listening.